0: Ah, uh, episode eight. So yeah, uh, it's kind of a good feeling, isn't it, to be hurtling this close towards episode ten?
1: Oh my god, yes! Mm. And all—all all I believe, within a calendar year. Yeah, only just. Maybe we'll get ten a year. <laughs> maybe that's what we'll do. Well, that's not awful. That's still you know, uh, one every one point four months. Yeah, or it's nearly or one su- or month. Some such, or some such math. Maybe 1.2. Uh, tell you what, it's one a month with a summer break. That's
0: what it is. There you go. Just like school. Yeah. Everyone likes school breaks, don't they? So no one can complain at the break of a podcast, surely.
1: I don't know, actually.
0: What, do you think people would actually be annoyed that we don't update during the summer?
1: No, I'm just wondering whether or not we've actually got any sort of worthy complaints whether anybody's actually completely dissatisfied with the podcast series um well they haven't told me well there's there's certainly a lack of feedback it would be nice to you know maybe maybe get some thanks cheers for entertaining us thanks for talking all this time and you know we just you know want what to it is? Let y- it's being what?
0: selfish that's what it is this whole internet business it's all about be- the one self I mean, look at all these social network sites now that we've thrown ourselves upon the mercy of, like, Twitter and Facebook. And I struggle to mention any others, but I'm sure they're there. YouTube as well. We're on YouTube. Uh, the feedback we get is minimal, but there, there are people looking at it because the numbers are going up. So it would be great to start hearing back. And if not, um, it's, it's going to be time to release the Angry Kittens. I'm sorry, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's high tide. High tide, high what? time.
1: Yeah, well, no, but, but both, you know, a high tide would obviously mean, you know, a lot of water retention and possible flooding damage. Either way, it's
0: bad. Yeah, either way, you've got no house or a child.
1: Hmm. Something food worth thinking about. Food
0: for thought. i tell you what, do you know what's perfect thinking music?
1: What? This is. Donkey jingle. You, you can't say anything bad about that jingle. It's it's so f- it's so positive. It's so full of energy. It's. I want it played at my funeral
0: because I think it'll raise a smile. I can arrange that. Th- that'd be great. But this is uh, this is uh, providing that you don't die before I do.
1: Oh Christ! I haven't even thought about that.
0: Yeah. Well, you want to put that one in your diary.
1: What wh- what organize a day to die?
0: Well, I've got it in here. My it's death or yours? Yours. Why would I have
1: my own death in there? I have no idea when that's going to happen. Don't be stupid. So that's assuming that you do know when I'm going to die. Of course. Did you go on that death clock website? No. No. I just, I just know some people. <laughs> well, uh, and if if, 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 if threats between friends can't kick off a podcast, <laughs> then what can?
0: No, absolutely, and I'm always saying "Welcome to the podcast, so uh your turn, I'm going to take a sip of beer.
1: No problem at all. Welcome to the not k w b b l podcast episode eight. Eight episodes without you mentioning that fecking show eight episodes. <laughs> I thought it did really well, no, in fact. In fact, I seem to recall that when we did the first one, you mentioned it because you thought that I was going to. But I've been like a dark horse. I've been waiting around the corner to pounce. And just as you suspect. I want to play a clip.
0: I want to play a clip from episode one where you're the one who mentions KWVBL first.
1: Oh, fine. Play the clip. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Quite Enjoyed Podcast. Yeah.
0: Which makes quite a change from you saying welcome to KWBBL over and over and over I've, again. I've been wanting hours. to. Yeah. I've, I, I know. really have. I purposely <laughs> do you know I was gonna call this section KWBBL, but I purposely didn't so that you wouldn't be able to say
1: it. Kinda sounded like you mentioned that one first. Uh so huh. But we're not the KWBL uh radio show anymore, are we? We are no longer KWBL, we are
0: no longer Channel K. We are quite enjoy AJBA and the Quite Enjoy podcast. Three subsidiaries of essentially the same two people.
1: <laughs> you know, we used to try and think of what would be a good uh, acronym for KWBL, what that would actually stand for. And I always really liked Killing Welsh Big Bastards Liberally. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Hmm. Yeah, we did always try to come up with the reasoning behind
0: k but uh, we, uh, we all know the real reason it was called K2. Hang on, again, we're talking to ourselves because we know what this is. No one else knows. When me and Andy first met, and we, you know, before we got married, we uh, we had a uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we had you another know, you, radio you, show you, which you, nobody listened to. You, you, <laughs> you're that? probably going to have to stress the the marriage thing as well, just so that they're all clear on that front <laughs> as well. We didn't actually marry. No. it's it's all in the name of comedy. You know, <laughs> the, the, um, the thing that
0: makes you laugh because you're not really expecting it to be said. So, therefore, I said marriage. Aren't I a card? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Um, yes, we, uh, you know, back before the days of the internet and people actually mistakenly finding your content, we used to record uh, in Andy's house on a little tape recorder uh, uh, using a keyboard and Andy reading from Loaded magazine, I seem to remember. And that we called KWVBL. And we never knew what KWBBL stood for, and Andy named it KWBBL. And it only took me a few months to realize that all he'd done was nick the radio station from The Simpsons and add a uh, W in it.
1: <laughs> Almost preempting the internet. You know, it's WWW now, but way back then it was just W. Yeah,
0: was the hell it of was my just time adding then. the one. Adding <laughs> the one W, the web, <laughs> <laughs> instead of worldwide, because we thought it was only going to be isolated to, you know, our town. <laughs>
1: Oh, that would be so good if the internet was region-specific. What, you mean like news? Yeah. Yeah, Welcome to the Mid-Warwickshire Google homepage. Well, in uh, in Beer, uh, a little town in Devon that I
0: uh, sometimes visit, uh, they have a thing called BeerNet. And it's kind of like a... I say it's a wireless... Um, network that covers most of beer because it's that small and it's run from one of the hotels and the little home page of it you can go to for free but you can actually uh, pay them like three pound a day or something can access the rest of the internet but you get to see what's on on beer you know you know which granny's knitted which hat for the for the jumble sale and all this kind of laughter it's it's great it's just a great little community thing
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. Mm. You know, I like—I really like the idea of there being very, very small subsidiaries where they're community-based, not massive conglomerations that are ruining television and radio like, I don't know, the BBC.
0: Ah, uh, yes. You. The BBC. We did say we would do this episode about the BBC, and damn if we're not going to... You know, slightly British accent.
1: They, they could have, they could have so easily have been included in the podcast of the future. Oh, I'm going to have to explain myself now, aren't I? <sighs> no. Just no? let it ride. No. Fine. No problem at all. <laughs> there, may, there may or may not be a podcast coming soon that may or may not have some sort of love hate material which we may or may not have been able to include in this one but we haven't done it yet. So wrap that one not, around your not we doodle. may
0: or may not have started recording a podcast and forgotten all about this one and then actually swapped the numbers around. We may or may not have, you know, there are lots of there are lots of things in this world and you know that's that's that might be one of them. You remember that show The Fall and Ri- The Rise and Fall of Reginald Perrin? I do. It was a very good show. It was BBC. It was a very good show. Um, But it also personifies what's happened to the BBC. Uh, Starting off as a government agency, the British Broadcasting Corporation, run by the government, for the government, and seen by some people, if you could afford a TV, uh, suddenly had a monopoly over the television because it was the only channel. And then others started coming in and thought, oh, okay, we'd better be slightly entertaining rather than just having... What's, uh, what's that sketch on uh, Harry Enfield ah, Ch- Chumney Warner you know the Chumney Warner type of programs where you just have two men looking very very worried standing in front of the TV talking at you well they thought they'd, uh, they'd better throw some entertainment at it so along came the BBC comedy and I'm going to jump right in with uh, with a personal highlight Faulty Towers oh classic now I'm not saying that's done in the 1940s, where, we're, where I've
1: just suddenly skipped generations, gone to the 70s. But uh, yeah, that's, that's that's fine. By all means, leap 40 years ahead and make this uh, make this everything that it should be.
0: I just think that show says what the BBC should be and
1: was at one point. When it was, it was the John strong arm of, of comedy, and it was it was representative of everything that defines the British, their quirky, irksome sense of humour there. Noble stability, their ability to laugh at themselves and racially digress and prejudice against others. Ah, oh, the golden days! It, it was awful,
0: but it was brilliant at the same time. You know, it was TV that wasn't afraid. It was so, it was so representative of the time. You know, that it was escapism through this box and, uh, for, yeah, the Lies of Forty Thousand, the Monty Python's, and all this as it came along, Re- and like the young ones. I mean, I'm jumping on here, but I'm just giving examples of how. Revolutionary, these kind of programs were, and they all belonged to the BBC, and that is where the BBC became known. It became known for its, you know, its revolutionary programs. What's the and BBC today?
1: Well, I'd like to think that it all started going wrong with one specific key area of BBC comedy, mm. which is which is which is essentially family comedy.
0: <laughs>
1: Your that's, that's what ruined Nintendo. Your keeping up appearances your vicar of dibbles your one foot in the grave etc etc etc. So Ri- R-
0: Richard Curtis has a large role to play in the death, does he? Well Even yeah. He did Blackadder. I guess Blackadder would you find me.
1: Well that was his that was his swan song wasn't it really?
0: What before he just let up and decided right okay I'm going to do rom-coms and shit sitcoms now. And fair enough to him he made a shitload of cash. He did make a shitload of cash and you know Fair play to him. I mean, everyone's got to make a living. You know, some people empty bins. Richard Curtis writes films. They both end up in the same place, but uh, yeah, one makes significantly more cash than the other. Mm.
1: How do we feel about this? How do we feel about the, 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 the change of the BBC? And and and, and more, more specifically, how do we feel about the BBC's inane ability to produce stunking quality television still to this day, but Making that five percent of its entire output, whilst leaving the rest to just waddle. See, the thing is,
0: I struggle to think
1: of a uh, absolutely bri- absolutely
0: British An absolute brilliant comedy or good program from the BBC in the last three years. I, I really struggled to think.
1: Um. Hmm. Well, it, it, it's kind of more sort of like diversified now, isn't it? You know, the, there's there's Individual glimpses of genius, interspersed with many, 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 many torrents of shocking shitness. BBC Three is is responsible for the current output of absolute tosh.
0: Oh, uh, BBC Three should just end. All right. So here's a, here's a good a good mark of the fall of the BBC. Gavin and fecking Stacey. What is that show? I I don't know. I, d- I don't know. I don't know either. I, do you know what? If you find it funny and if you like it, I'd love for you to like ma- make a comment on the blog or something and actually tell us why this show is funny because I for the life I can't see. I've looked everywhere for comedy in this program. I've looked under the sink, I've looked in the fridge. There's no comedy in this show. It doesn't make me laugh at all. It just makes me cringe and makes me want to hate the Welsh, which we already have a problem with, and it's just not helping things. It's not helping
1: it's not helping. There's, there's 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 too many there's too many bad things uh, that that are associated with BBC comedy, especially BBC Three. Like I couldn't give a toss about fucking coming of age. I couldn't give a toss about Gavin and Stacey, even though everyone loves it. I, I, I the the only the only decent thing that I've seen on BBC Three at any point is I don't know Newswipe probably Charlie Brooker was that on BBC Three. Oh, I bet it's not. I bet it's on BBC Four actually.
0: See, I, only, I yeah, I think it's a BBC Four thing. I only ever watch it on iPlayer, and this is another mark of like how television has gotten. We now just watch things online. Screw the actual TV. You don't have to sit around and wait for it. But the uh, another jewel in the shit encru- encrusted crown of the BBC of modern day uh, has got to be two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. Do you know that thing's been going for at least nine series? Oh. That beats Red Dwarf which I thought had a pretty long run. Even the, the crusty claw of the BBC shitfest didn't miss Red Dwarf. It hit it square in the face with Series 8. I don't think that's the BBC's fault. Anyway, I think it has got to be other people's fault. But it's just... All right, take this. I've got, a, I've got a friend of mine who actually went on a BBC writing course for a year. And they are basically told how to write for the bbc they're not so bye-bye creativity bye-bye you know individuality bye-bye fun that what they're doing is no no no. these are the shows that we have these are the types of shows that we have this is how you write for one of these and these are the kind of characters that we have in it. go it's like wow this is horrible you could just say an East Ender script in a different pitch and it'd be an episode of two pints of lager and a packet of crisps you know if you said half the lines with sarcasm
1: bang you've got an episode so they must just cross platform. There's, there's, there's too much of it. Is what the problem is. There's, there's too much awful, arcane, benign, horrible, nasty bullshit. Uh, two pints of lager, of course, just being one representation of the evil that is BBC comedy. Um, Do you
0: remember Coupling?
1: No, I never watched it. I, I, I knew of its, exi- I, I knew of its existence, but I never actually watched it.
0: It was kind of like a diseased British version of Friends, but, you know, for ever so slightly um, slow people. Hmm. It was, it, I mean, Friends has got that thing, you know, with the, oh, well, they won't they. You know, they're all friends. They're having a chat, whatnot. But they might have sex. You never know. Whereas Coupling was just, I think it was like six people who were all just trying to fuck each other. And that's that was the entire
1: show. Hence hmm. it called Coupling, really. I think, um, I'm just trying to think, to answer your question a moment ago, by the way, um, which was, what What was the last good thing that you remember coming out of BBC comedy? Hmm. I'm going to have to go for, I think it was 98, maybe? Late 98, early 99. See, uh, that's like 10 years ago. Oh, no, I oh, know. Don't say that. Don't say that. I, this isn't it really about, is. This isn't about me feeling old, right? This is about me remembering something. Um, big Train. Oh, you took that right out of my brain.
0: You know that. Oh, really? I was about to, I was about to lead into it and talk to you about it. It fits now. There's a new little online service which I um I found I never knew about. Have you heard about this Seesaw? It's called. No. This is awesome, and I recommend that you go and have a look at it after this podcast. Um, what it is is it's basically BBC iPlayer and 4OD and the ITV player. Um, all rolled into one but it's the old stuff so it's got Bottom, The Young Ones, Big Train Brass Eye, The Day-to-Day Alan Partridge, all of that it's got all of them on there and it's actually supported by the channel so it's legit it's in beta stage at the moment so it's all the classic programs and I tell you it's just an absolute goldmine and, I was, and uh, only yesterday when I found it I was watching Big Train you're kidding? No. Oh, no, no it's, it's 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 an absolute gold, my mate. Actually, sounds really nice. Mm. It a just sa- it, it does sound uncharacteristically nice of the companies to
1: actually allow this to happen, doesn't it? Well, there must be some sort of CD underbelly. Surely somebody
0: waiting. There's advertising in it. Well, not you know where the where there's a break for an advert, there is actually an advert, and then
1: it comes back. Well, that's not too bad. That's not you awful. You with it. Yeah, of course you, you can with it. Of course you can,
0: but yeah, I t- I totally agree. Big Train that was a that was a classic. But again, that was another thing of pushing the envelope with comedy because the Fast Show had come before it and basically said to everybody, right, okay, you must be a really quick sketch show with really quirky characters that keep repeating catchphrases and all this kind of thing. And then Big Train said, I don't think they ever used the same characters twice in Big Train.
1: Very, you very, never saw them again. Very rarely, I think the only, uh, I think the only one I seem to recall um, coming up more than once. Um, was the taxi sketch? Um, ah, but that that was in the same episode. Ah, uh, actually, that's true. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, no, I'll tell, tell, tell you what. I'll tell you what. The uh, World Stare Out Championships.
0: Ah, yes, yes, okay. That was a repeated theme.
1: But that was recurring because it was Comedy Genius and it was separate from everything else. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of excused. Absolutely.
0: But uh, yeah, big big train, fantastic, fantastic, and on the um. On the flip side of that, Harry and Paul. Uh. Harry and Chuffin Paul. Uh. Now, remember Harry Enfield and Chums? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Most of it wasn't funny. No, that's true. We thought it was funny, but it wasn't. It wasn't funny. No. Well, Harry and Paul is less funny than that. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Christ, yeah. It's... It's horrible. It's like watching two OAPs dying of lung cancer on screen.
1: Ah, well, that doesn't sound in like the least bit entertaining.
0: No, it doesn't. And it, I don't... It, it's almost cruel. I don't know why they put them through this. And the thing is, Harry Enfield has always got such an ego problem anyway that he's trying to be the biggest thing on screen, usually by wearing a fat suit or a child suit. Mm-hmm. Not funny. Or by, Ca- by, Kathy by talking... Kathy Burke in Chums was making that good. That was the only thing good about it. Kevin it wasn't good. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, we all hate you. Get off that screen. Oh God! But the um, thing is,
1: so they bought it. it, it sorry. Just it, no. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just sort of. There were parts of it which made me giggle, and I was like, oh, this is quite funny," I suppose. But then I remember that I was what 14, 15, I suppose. I mm-hmm. know for a fact if I was to look back on, on that show, uh, it would just it would it wouldn't even get. Yeah, you know, there'd be nothing on the heart monitor, not even a line. But do you know what I can I can draw.
0: A, uh, how I feel about these shows is uh, d- down the front of our, our old road where I used to live. Uh, they had a new pavement laid, so they did all the tarmac and everything. And on th- on the day that this was all laid to set, someone went and drew a pair of women's legs akimbo, right. And the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, "It's <laughs> quite funny." And then I walked past it. That is now etched into the pavement. Walk past it every day, and I was just like, "Do you know what? It's just irritating, and it's really bad. Why would you do that? Why would you do this? This isn't even funny. This is just annoying and irresponsible." That is what I feel about these shows.
1: You know, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna use, you know, still drying cement to to etch something in and leave your mark forever, it should be something really like profound and serene. Yeah, like and, you know,
0: I don't know, like. You're still alive at least today, the fir- well the first, the first four elements to the cure to cancer. You know, that'd be epic. That would be good. If they were found in a stone tablet. That'd be great.
1: We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. So why else are we annoyed with the BBC? Oh, I'm going to take the reins in on this one. Good, run off with the horse. Um, children in need. I'm going to leave. Children in need, mm. and you know, I, I could I could moan about comic relief. I could definitely fucking moan about sport relief, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick with children in need because it's the least entertaining. It really is the least entertaining, isn't it? Oh god, it. I
0: is. seem to remember one decent thing that they did. I think they were responsible for the scratch and sniff book in like 1996 or something. Nope, comic relief. Was it? Yep. Was it really? It really
1: was. But the Comet relief never really did anything like that. I thought. I thought they just like did red noses. No, nope. Comet relief did the scratch and sniff, sniff along an East Enders and all that sort of thing. And yeah, you s- scratch it and you smell, and it was relevant to the programming at the time. No genius.
0: And and who wouldn't want to smell Pat Butcher's armpit as you were watching along with
1: it? Genius. E- exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so here is what I propose we do. Mm. We get into Central London with a fierce poster campaign. Maybe some flaming torches, maybe some lynching rope, and we hang the newly designed Pudsey the Bear from the top of the bell tower on the, on Tower Bridge.
0: Just what, what's new? What's newly designed about him? I mean, he's a bear with an eye patch. How newly designed can they go?
1: Well, the the old Pudsey Bear, which they had from like 1985, I think it was when Children in Need started. Right. I'm not entirely sure. Nineteen eighty five to like two thousand and six, two thousand seven, Pudsy the Bear. Then they redesigned him. They digitally designed redesigned Pudsy the Bear.
0: Oh, leave it alone. You remember when they did that to Rupert? I don't watch Rupert, his scarf annoys my eyes. Yeah,
1: well he Pudsy makes Rupert look like your you know, favourite guy in the world ever. What shaft? Pretty much.
0: Who's the guy without that dick in scarf? Shaft. shaft. <laughs> oh, <right>. yeah. <laughs> he's got no plaid trousers. He sings some good tunes, not like Rupert. That shaft. Shaft. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Shaft. Yeah.
1: Well, no, mm. Pudsey. <laughs> right. That. <laughs> if that you dick. If you, if right. You okay. Yeah. Pudsey. Yeah. Pudsey. Right. Not even him specifically. It's just he's a good place to start. You know, if we're if we're if we're, if we're lynching. But, you know, (laughs) the the, the whole... (laughs) Always always
0: start with uh, an innocent charity's icon if you're going to start lynching,
1: Jordan. Or just, does the whole thing just not not reek of utter tripe? I mean, oh, look, somebody's sitting in a bath full of baked beans again. Yay. Must be Jordan in need time.
0: It's it's Tezza on the TV. Must be Jordan in need. Because he hasn't done points of view for years. Oh, um, oh look,
1: Gabby Roslin's allowed back into a place again stinking of gin. <laughs> what's that what's she that what's that you got there? A giant novelty size check the size of a house? Wicked. For how which, much?
0: <laughs> which isn't legal tender. No. Awesome. Brilliant. No, it's not. <laughs> Invisible money. Love it. Uh and what's that? You've raised a pound? What what have you done with it? <sighs> All you show me is films of disaster and a well. Show me something else.
1: Oh, another little... Show me the
0: villages you've saved that don't need the money again. Another
1: little brown child covered in flies
0: with a big belly. This is the thing, you see. I don't agree with these kind of charities. And this is what the BBC is known for now, these charity events. Trying to link it back into our BBC thing somehow. Mm -hmm. The the same thing as sports relief and combat relief and children in need. Everybody needs... Give us money, give us money, give us money. If they donated all the people's uh, fees for the shows that they did during that... They'd raise more money than the fucking public would. And where does it go? The thing is, they put it into these charities, but the thing, it doesn't go where it needs to go. You can't solve problems by throwing money at it. Apart from me, you can solve my problems by throwing money at me because I know how to use it, and I'm a singular person. Um, My details will be uh, on the site. You can donate PayPal. Uh, You really can solve my problems. Um, Here is a picture of my cat that's starving because I haven't bought any whiskers. So, um, yeah, give me money. But don't give, like, big conglomerates money because you're not saving anybody. You've got no link to these individual people. You've just got an overlying kind of, like, overlord saying that uh, we need the money to save all these people because, you know, if you give them a fish, they can eat for a day. But, you know, if you build a KFC down the road, they can eat for as long as they like, as long as they can pay for it. You know, it's it's wrong. It's just fundamentally wrong. And I'm sorry to rant about it, but it really gets my goat.
1: You know Terry Wogan was collecting on that shit, don't you? Well
0: you mean he was taking the money?
1: No, not taking the money, but he was taking some money.
0: It's I, despicable. Well, the, the, the,
1: the, base, the basic premise is that uh, if you're a celebrity, you aren't paid for your participation in children in need because... It's a charitable event. All the money is going for to charity and goodwill. You're meant to be there as a celebrity and help them out and do the good cause. Terry Terry Wogan got nine grand every single time that he did a Children in Need. Now, admittedly, that's a low fee for him, and it is because he com- he commands a lot more money than that for big events. Right? He commands yeah. more than that per episode of his bloody radio show. In fact, mm. but. He said that he'd quite happily do it for nothing and that he'd never asked for a fee. But the BBC stated that the amount which was paid from BBC Resources and not from the Children in Need Charity Fund had never been negotiated. And so they were saying, well, we're, we're paying it out of the BBC coffers. We're paying it out of our own pockets. We shouldn't be paying it at all. That nine grand, instead of giving that to Terry Wogan put that into the, the kitty for children in need, surely.
0: Well, I mean, that that's a relatively small drop in a l- very large ocean here because you think about the production values that have to go into a TV thing. I I know that, uh, like, from my own experiences of doing TVs, TV, to to do a day's shoot with a crew, costs roughly about 160 grand, Yeah, right, to do a day's shoot with a crew. Now, you think about how many things are filmed for children in need and all of the little outside broadcast bits they go and do, and all of the little abroad bits they go and do in all the villages in Mozambique where they've actually built a well. And you think about the crews involved with that, the plane flights, everything. All of that money, it's not invisible. It doesn't come out of nowhere. It's coming out of this fucking budget for this show, which just gets, you know, all right, okay, well, whatever's donated, we'll just, you know, reconsense, We know, we'll just get the money back from that, and then we'll we'll give the rest to... um, Oh, I don't know. Uh, we'll put it in but some banks somewhere until next time. It's not good, is it, really? It's it's beyond bad. It's beyond bad. And, and why people keep falling for it. I mean, okay, donate to charity in your own way if, if that's the way that you feel you need to do it. Don't go for these glorified TV telethons. I mean, the thing is, America's even worse at this than doing it than the BBC is. They even get you to pay for the fecking channel you're watching. They try and do public drives for it. I mean, PBS always want you to pay for the shows you're watching.
1: Although, it's Although we, we, we do have a license fee, don't we?
0: And so we come to the cusp of the matter. We uh, pay for this bullshit. We pay for it. Yes, Literally.
1: We yes, we do. I
0: mean, okay, we bought a TV to watch ITV and Channel 4. We're not paying anything else for it. BBC, we pay for this shite. And I don't know about you, but I haven't watched a BBC channel in fecking months. (laughs) And the thing is, if you watch BBC iPlayer, as long as you're not watching the live feed, you don't have to pay the licence fee. So you could just have it on your computer and watch the shows that are any good, like Charlie Brooker's Newswipe, and that's it, and watch that, and then be done with it.
1: I um I I've utilised the power of the internet whilst we're having this discussion to uh to to accumulate facts. No, I haven't got it from Wikipedia. <laughs> um <laughs> but I, but so I so I seem a little bit more justified in the exponential rant that we're both about to go on. I'd just like to yeah. just to bring out a figure if that's possible.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm all I'm all for facts and figures and information that we've uh, that we've accumulated in the course of talking about this, okay. having absolutely not prepared anything. No, because that's to not, this that's, just, that's just not how we roll. <laughs> no, not <laughs> at all. I mean, it's actually researching facts and figures is not really how we roll. But hey, you know, we're breaking the mold with this one because we want them down.
1: Well, just because it's you know, it's just worth a quick jaunt. This one, the uh, the BBC commission an annual report, right? So every single year uh, they have to, for you know, auditory purposes for the. Very fact that they take money from the public, they have to publish their figures. Like any, like any major sort of like government outlet, they've got to say this is what what's come in. know, yeah, this is where the money's come from. This is where it's going. This is how it's being spent, etc. So the BBC, sure. the BBC published their annual report. Now it's a massive dossier. Obviously, like you know when Tony Blair published that thing on why we went to iraq it was like a nine volume encyclopedia sort of style the bbc's in the hopes report. that no one will
0: ever get past page three and go, exactly oh, this is a lot
1: <laughs> Christ if you actually to just like take a chunk of pages and leaf through you realize that it was all written in code and you say hang on a minute it just says all work and no play makes jack a dull boy over and over and over and over but um yeah the bbc annual report which came out the last one was 2008 to 2009 it had its income broken down and the main figure that I'm looking at here which is the disgraceful one is the one that says three uh, three thousand four hundred £3,493.8 million pounds. Okay, so that's £3,493 three million pounds in license fees are collected from householders each year. Uh, another way of saying that figure is it's uh, over a third, over a third of a billion pounds. Every year? Every year. Two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. 3,493.8 million per year. Go. And
0: uh, Channel 4 is free. And Channel Um, 4 is free. And that's got Black Books. Hmm. And Spaced. And Peep Show. And they're all recent, Mm -hmm. my friends. Recent. Last five years. My Nan had a good point. And I think we're going to leave it on this note. My Nan is 83 now. And she says... I get half price license fee I should get the bloody thing for free because A it's either tripe or stuff I've seen before and I'm like you're right it's tripe or you've seen it before nothing new will come from this everyone's too scared to step out into the big black ocean of I don't know taboo
1: who's going to though who's going to step up to the plate? who is the new generation that is going to come in and kick the ass off the b b c and get them back to where they should be, producing quality television, a public service un un you know unbiased, opinionated, not too left, not too right, perfect television who's going to do that
0: The thing is it's not going to happen, is it? I mean the monopoly's gone. The, now you've got hundreds and hundreds of channels even on the most domestic set the the, the um the terrestrial broadcast signal is going to be switched off by 2015 everywhere and then there'll be no there'll be no stranglehold by the bbc anymore because there won't just be the four or five channels if you're lucky or unlucky depending on whether you like channel 5 or not you'll have everything and there'll be no reason to stay with this stagnant pond of the bbc and i think we'll see some real changes then I think we will but will they be for the better? Well the thing is I think you can also you can already look elsewhere for better things. I mean the you know maybe TV has had its day as the you know the forerunner in entertainment medium. I mean look at us. We you know we're just two guys doing this and we're on the internet which is the the public highway of entertainment. You certainly wouldn't get us on BBC. Or would you? you mentioned our new BBC radio comedy show that's uh, (laughs) coming on Radio 6, which they're discontinuing.
1: (laughs) There's there's a really good quote, by the way. I've just been scrolling down on on this little page, and I'd like to to end with this. Um, And it says, CNN International, Al Jazeera, and BBC are the same in how they mostly report that America is either wrong or bad. And that's by Roger Ailes. And he's got a very, very, very valid point. Because It's a good point, isn't it? All anybody ever really talks about on the television, if they're not playing comedy or music, is how awful America is. And I think that's, that's an absolute perfect topic for our next podcast. Let's, let's break the mould. Let's, let's be different to everyone else. Let's, 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 let's celebrate America. Let's not tarnish it, even though we both have a lot to tarnish it for. Let's talk about how incredible America is.
0: Okay, I, I, I can run with that, although it'll probably grate my teeth to do so, but I can, I can find some good things. But i tell you what, let's, let's save that one for number 10. We're going to have a big celebration one for number 10, and we will include the Americans in this, because for the next episode, I've got an idea. I may have already had an idea. We may have already recorded it. But you don't know. Well, I'm intrigued. Mm. Or am I? Ooh. Maybe not. But that's all next
1: week, my friend. All next week. I'll see you next week then.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, this way out is it? Just past this door.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, there's uh like a box of some stuff at the foot of the stairs, just like recycling stuff. If you could take that out with you, that'd be that'd be great.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, sure, sure, no problem. But this um this one.
1: No, no no, not that one. No Well, I'll sign out for the both of us. Brown and Jenkins out. Bye.